of course you guys know that like this is um it's pretty much like an open conversation how we keep it um you know nothing is directed towards anybody in specific it's kind of just like an open dialogue how we were having before like amongst friends basically cool um, you know um just with the you know with the state of the world like how we were speaking about before um this is probably going to be one of the most important elections that really any of us have kind of seen at this point um and you know we thought it was really important to kind of just bring you know a few women together because we feel like you know more often than not um, nobody really asks what like a woman thinks in terms of like what's going on in the world and you know what the future looks like so we just wanted to you know bring a few people together um you know just to see just to hear you know hear each other's thoughts and like bounce ideas and yeah so like really happy that you guys could join us yeah excited <laughs> like the first thing of course what are you guys thoughts in terms of like leading up to this election this year like how are you guys feeling about it i'm freaking out <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like reading up on um amy barrett and yeah. like her being appointed is it tomorrow i think so like, yeah is that what's happening yeah and um that's really scary like the thought of like so many things being rolled back and like how that's gonna play out i think like yeah that's definitely been something that's been rising in my nerves you know no for sure and I definitely think, um, I know for like, for me personally, I feel like the, like the scariest thing and just hearing like what other people think is just the fact that like, like we've all seen the debates and it's like, these are the two candidates that we have to choose from. Yeah. So it's like, even so even like just to take to take it further like what are you guys thoughts on like you know the people because i obviously i don't know if you guys have seen so with um joe biden you know a lot of his past is coming up now uh, we all know about kamala and you know what happened with her and you know the things that happened with her but a lot of joe biden's past is coming up um especially when it comes to basically you know him being racist and like his relationship with like the kkk and things like that um so how do you feel about you know the people poc people i feel like in specific how do you guys feel about you know the ones that say not that they support trump but that they're going to vote for him over biden okay so like in the beginning like i, I feel like i had a lot more emotion attached to um, the political, you know, climate of our country early this year. And I think a part of it for me has made it, has made me numb. It's almost like it's not really happening. It's almost like they're not real. Like yeah. they're not real people to me. Because I don't want to believe that the world is being run by people like that. You know what I'm saying? So... I think for me, I've been kind of just focusing on the idea of like the inevitable, like as as much as like anybody, I, I don't really want to vote for either person in this 
this election, but yet I know what I will do. And I'm not going to be voting for Trump. I will be voting for Joe Biden. But that's because I like it, at the end of the day, in my mind, it's just a job. You know what I mean? Like It's just like I need to execute this thing. And he is a vehicle to do that. Do I necessarily believe in him? No, of course not. But I believe in the system. And like, I believe that the system, unfortunately, works. Like, it's it's not broken. It, it's built to do exactly what it's going to do. But it's up to us to not be, like, fooled by the smoke and mirrors of, like, Kanye West. Or, like, fooled by just all the BS that comes with power, like, Right. Take that away. Like, what do what do we need to do November fourth? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's all I can really think about. Because if I let my emotions get wrapped up into it, it's it's too much. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. I I definitely um, agree. And I know, like me and Litzy, we've had this conversation before. Uh, you know, just about you know, I mean, we're not so gun ho about either candidate, but at this point, you know, Trump kind of showed us you know, who he was and, you know, what he was capable of doing as a president. So the thought of having him for another four years is like, I'm not going to take my chances with that. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take my chances with Joe Biden and Kamala and, you know, hope that, you know, with the backlash that they are receiving, you know, with their, you know, with the past that's coming up, that they're going to learn from it and do better moving forward. But it's like, I'm at least willing to give them that opportunity because I already know like what it could possibly look like if Trump is reelected, which is also like another, uh, it's like a really scary thought because I feel like I don't, I don't really know who's going to win. Like I don't have a clue. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, obviously with all the mail-in, we're not going to know until probably like December, maybe even like January. they're like counting that long right it's like 80 billion or 80 million votes that are going to be coming in um yeah that freaks me out I feel like my life has kind of been on hold until like the election like I feel like I can't move forward on anything because like I don't know what the next four years like are going to be like if Trump gets reelected New York is gonna like go on fire (laughs) yeah because I know you um, voted today. Yeah. So just kind of like, what was that process like? Or, you know, how was it? I feel like, you know, we all kind of hear so many different things. It's like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do it. You can't do it, you know. So like, just kind of knowing like what it was like for you. Well, I am not registered in New York. And so I'm still registered at my parents' place. And they live in a very... um they live in Orange County, which is like largely Republican. And uh, so I, I don't know much about like the city, but I still get like my mail forwarded over there. And so a lot of it was like me doing research on like which candidates um, locally would be elected and doing that for like a, like largely Republican county was like it felt like fucking awesome because you're like at least like (laughs) you know at least I'm like getting in the vote somewhere like because I know maybe this is not going to be like the majority vote but at least this is what it takes like you have to do the research on your own like 
even for this like small nuclear community because that's like what America is at large like kind of going back to like you just have to do that research so I think that learning how to do that gives me a lot of power and like empowers me to like want to get more invested in like wherever I'm living and like make sure that these things like go through and I'm super inspired by like Gen Z because they're like running locally for things and they're just so badass I love them (laughs) but it's not that hard like my mom mailed me my ballot and like I mailed it back to her and she dropped it off in the the thing so there's ways right just a matter of just being able to do your research of course yeah yeah for sure do, do, do you guys remember where you were the day he was elected? Yeah. 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 I was with my roommate at the time, my old roommate at the time. And then the train ride going to work was just miserable. Like you like saw everyone's faces. They were like, like a lot of women's faces were like, their eyes were just so swollen, like from like crying. It was really surreal to like go into, like go to work that day and see everyone's emotions on their faces. It was a pretty interesting moment. I know the next day when I had to go to work, that's when I actually found out how many Trump supporters I actually work with. <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't really know, yeah. I didn't really know beforehand because it, like, obviously like at work, those are not typically like things you really talk yeah. about sometimes, but for whatever reason that day, the proud Trump supporters came out and it was just, it was like kind of like, not even kind of, it was uncomfortable. How did they come out? Like they were just the like. Office. It was just like, not that it was obviously not that it was, you know, like it wasn't like a Trump parade, but it was just like, you just heard the conversations like, yeah, like, you know, we did it. Yeah. Like it was like that. I was like, wow. Like, right. so yeah. how do you feel about me when you talk to me? Because you voted for him. Exactly. And this was in New York too. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I don't know if you guys saw that video. Um, this was actually some, um, someone, it was like a white supremacist out in Long Island. And he basically said that, you know, if, if Biden wins, they're going to start like killing random people. And do you see that? And if Joe, and if, um, if Trump wins, then I get, you know, they were like, the Black Lives Matter is going to be like in an uproar. So it's like, that's just like also like the scary thing to think about is like that's literally the future that we're walking into no matter who wins yeah i was gonna say like um oh yeah hi now it's my face (laughs) um i was like let me put something okay on (laughs) and you two are matching (laughs) um it's been really surreal to be in portland during all of this like, yeah, um, I'm sure. there's actually a write-in campaign here in Portland to um, not vote for either party, but write in the only um, Black candidate, Teresa Rayford. And she's pretty, like, um, she's pretty radical. Like, she, you know, she wants free health care for everyone and education. And she's pretty much like our Bernie. Um, and, like... I've never really been a part of um, like poli- like uh, neighborhood politics, you right. know, like I've always just been like, okay, like I'll, I'll vote for 
the main election, but when it comes to actually having to think about um, how putting people into office, like in your town or in your city or anywhere, just local makes a really huge difference and a big impact. Like you can definitely feel it here. And it's pretty much like, it's been warfare. And Portland was built off of white supremacy. So everyone's getting, they're getting prepared for whatever the fuck's gonna happen after November 12th. Like a lot of people are leaving town just because they don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and, scary. Yeah, so like, and it's just baffling that the news doesn't even cover like a, a percentage of what's going on here. But like um, outside of Portland, like a lot of these KKK groups that still exist, they um, will set up like fake police DUI checkpoints. So like if, for example, like I'm in a caravan with like other people of color, we're just going to like hang out at a waterfall or like go on a hike, like they'll set up shop, stop traffic, like check check people's shit and harass them. And like they're in the middle of fuck nowhere. So no one's going to come out and, and tell them that what they're doing is wrong. So it definitely feels like um, it feels like anything can happen, and it and it's kind of it's kind of scary. Like I think the one thing that I miss about being in a big city is, at least I know I'm surrounded by people that think the same way that I do, and I can feel safe. You know, like if if I'm like at my parents' house or something. But here it's just like the wild wild west. Right. Um. And I and I can only imagine that most of Americans feel that way that don't live in like LA or Chicago or New York. So that's definitely on my mind. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's very real. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. I have a friend in Portland. Sorry. Can you hear my gas going? <laughs> um, it's like the New York heaters. Um, and he just bought a gun like just to have at the house because he's black and like he's like i'm scared like i literally have been putting that off for the last four weekends yeah everyone like my neighbor just did that like a a random truck rolled up in the middle of the night and i was like the fuck's going on in here (laughs) and and people were just buying guns off the back of the truck and i was just like oh my god you guys are freaking me out this yeah, um, yeah, it's really scary. The purge election year. That's literally what it is. Literally sounds like the purge election year. Truly, like truly. And the purge. Right, like that's like that's really scary. Like I, I remember when um, actually like COVID first hit, and like it was like all these like stories going on, and like we just didn't really know like what was going to happen with the shutdown, and then like you heard all of these stories about how people were potentially going to start robbing houses and like looting because like, you know, all these people like lost their jobs. And like, I think that was like the first time, like, I know my family even like considered, they were like, you know, somebody might need a gun in the house. And now it's like, here we are a few months later, COVID is still a thing. but Now we have like an election to worry about and just being like a per any type of, you know, person of color, like, you have another thing to worry about. So it's like, it's like almost like fucked up to think that like, damn, like you could literally lose your life to sickness or just by someone hating you. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. It's like constant anxiety. 
I like feel all the gray hairs like growing on my head. So I'm just constantly like. I'm literally, yeah, I've gotten grays the past four years, to be honest. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like sometimes I feel. Sometimes it's weird because, like, okay, I. I am a New Yorker by default, but I was raised part of my life in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, literally 20 minutes from the South Carolina border. So like I've seen, I've seen racism head on. Like I've, I've had classmates who wore Confederate flags to school and um, my, my brother's been called a nigger before. Like I've seen crosses burn. Like, but at the same time, I've also been in New York, which is, one of the few places on earth where I can walk through some of the darkest places on earth and not feel anything, not feel any type of fear. So mm -hmm. I think for me, it was, it was weird to, to literally take myself out of New York and move to Atlanta, like just two years ago. And like Atlanta is seen as almost like a, it's almost like a, like a security blanket for black people. Like we all know that like once you go outside of the, the city limits you mm -hmm. are just as black as you are in Alabama but at the yeah. same time Atlanta is a town that is ran by black people and yeah. it's been really interesting to see people who have at some point felt a certain level of comfort here be afraid again like the gun shops are full here too still um people are starting to rethink, especially black people are starting to rethink how safe they really are. You know, like I'm Ahmad, um, I think it was Aubrey, excuse me, um, if I'm messing up his name, but that was an hour and change away from Atlanta. Um, yeah. They have been, and it's crazy because I actually worked on a TV show last year that addressed um, police brutality and it was about you know, a bunch of kids and a bunch of people who died for no reason at, at the hand of police. And it was never an issue in Atlanta because they were pushing a certain image of Atlanta into mm -hmm. cheer. Um, so it's just been really interesting to like fight for, almost fight for like your sanity in a way because it's like, it's just so consuming at this point that you're like, like when does it stop? Like, Right. Why I just be who I am and, and not have to explain myself or not have to defend anything? Like, and like as a mother, I'm raising two black sons. Like, I, I, they're twins. And every day I have to make sure that they know how black they are. But I also, I ha also have to prepare for the day where I have to tell them how afraid that people are of them. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to have that conversation, but it's inevitable because. If not, they could end up on someone's t-shirt. Right. I can end up on someone's t-shirt. Right. So, yeah. Real, real, real messy times. Real messy times. It is. I'm sure, like, kids are just digesting it a lot quicker, too. Like, yeah. because that's all they're seeing right now. So, that's... Yeah, they're, they're growing with it. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen um, on YouTube um, the Hi-Ho Kids? Like the Hi Ho Kids, uh, it's like a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Hi. -Ho, I think it's called Hi Ho Kids, and they like it's it's like they pick five or a few kids. Um, usually, their parents work for the network on YouTube, and um, 
they have them like, well, mostly the episodes are about them trying different foods from all over the world. But then they're also, um, which is so cute. So you guys should definitely check it out. But um, they also ask a few of them, like what the Black Lives Matter movement movement means to them, um, what their signs mean, what the protests mean, what being Black means. And they put a group of diverse kids together or like in a Zoom video or around each other. And they all, you know, answer these questions. And it's just incredible to really listen to these kids speak with such like intellect at the age that they are even more than some adults Mm -hmm. and um just really truly express their feelings that you know sometimes some adults have a hard time expressing themselves so it i highly recommend it because it's really really interesting there's this one kid named kavali and like you see him growing up literally i'm like a big fan of the channel so like I, you see him growing up, like, from when he was really little until now, and, like, just his whole development within this process, and, and he's um, Black, so it's, like, for him to, like, talk about, like, his, like his Blackness and how proud and also afraid he is, it's, it's, like, heartbreaking and also heartwarming. It's just, like, it's, it's really interesting, so I highly recommend going on YouTube and watching these kids, like, talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. Um, but I definitely want to see that because, like, I even just think about like I, f- like I feel like kids now we're just growing up in such a different, j- like literally is really just such a different time, and I feel like kids are have to grow up a lot faster than mm-hmm. probably you know like we did. Like the I didn't have to worry about not even a quarter of what's going on when you know when I was a kid. Like these really, you know, it wasn't even like a thought. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here we are all, you know, all these years later. And then, I, you know, a lot of the problem is it's like, no one knows what's going to happen for the future. And there's literally like, not even like, I know for me personally, like, I don't even have like an ounce of hope <laughs> as to, you know what I mean? Like as to like what the next four, five, yeah. ten years are like, you know, even going to look like. Right. You know, it could be, it could be, you know, so much worse and then worse or that's not a word, but you guys get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, just like how we were speaking before, just, you know, just even everything going on with COVID now, which it's like, no one really knows what's going, you know, what's going on with that, what's going to happen to the U.S. with that. You know, a lot of countries still don't even let us, you know, go to their places because of how we've handled everything. Yeah. And, you know, how Trump has, like, delegated everything. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel about how Trump, I mean, lack of, you know, authority and leadership in the whole pandemic? Because he kind of pretty much, like, let states fend for themselves and um, figure it out instead of putting an action plan together on how we can recover and, you know, progress. So how do you guys feel about that? Honestly, nothing, none of this surprised me. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Yeah, I knew from the beginning, like, this was going to shit. Like, Mm -hmm. in March, I called it. I was like, this is not going to end in a month. Like, like, I knew that because they're, like, our country's, the moral compass is just, and then you have someone who is not going to, necessarily ask the people to rise to the occasion and we were already stressed out before this happened so like 
Yeah. Already a hot mess before this happened. This is just the cherry on top. Yeah, I think I'm just annoyed. Like, it's just, it's annoying. Like, we, it's like watching like a, a train crash, you know? You're just like, there it goes. Yeah. No one can stop it. Yeah. Or it's like, watch, oh, you can I tell you what it is? It's watching toddlers <laughs> fight on the playground. But like, they're not really fighting over anything specific. Just yeah. because they can. Right. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I agree. Like, even, like, I just think about, like, the tweets, like, and how, like, Trump and Cuomo were, like, going back and forth. And he was, like, I remember he, like, said something back in March. He was, like, you know, Cuomo didn't thank me, so I'm not giving you guys any PPE or, like, like, you know, you have about, like, you have thousands of people dying and you're not going to give New York State, you know, the help that they need because he didn't thank you. Yeah. Yeah. As if as if someone owes you anything, because guess right. what? It's your job. It's yeah. your job, sis. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then also, like, have you guys really looked into like um, just all of the things and like what's going to happen with like women's rights uh, moving? You know, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, um, I can speak just because like. Portland's the land of like the liberal white lady it's a good thing and a bad thing you know it's like like y'all need to calm down every once in a while um but I think the scary thing is um you know the Supreme Court justice that is supposed to take over Ginsburg um she pretty much has like the most internalized misogynistic view on life and doesn't believe that, um, you know, we have any reproductive rights and she's gonna make it illegal for anyone to get an abortion. She's gonna make uh, birth control illegal. Um, And that's all very, very real. And Mm -hmm. I think that that really freaks me out um, because, you know, we're, we're just a hop and a skip away from complete dictatorship at this point. And I think that so many people, um, like, they still prescribe to this idea of, like, oh, America, like, you know, we're the best, and we'll never get to that point, and it's like, wake up, we're there. <laughs> we're there. Like, we've been on our way there for many years, and now now we're seeing it, and I think, like, um, like the ridiculousness of it all makes it really hard to believe but I think that's why it's so important to have conversations like this to just like, you know, remind yourself that it's still important to vote. It's still important to just read and um, get educated about everything. Cause like at this point, um, like we all have to do our homework cause nobody's going to tell us the truth. Yeah. So I learned this year. Yeah. I think she's also implementing the death penalty again, and then um, something else. Yeah, she's she's terrible. It's like the classic. Um, this has happened in history before, where like white men use uh, white women as pawns. Yeah, yeah. It's freaky. No, absolutely. I think I think that was just another thing too. Um, just when it came to him, like you know 
when Trump and Pence, you know, got elected, like I already knew, like, I mean, we all kind of knew like what their thoughts were when it came to like women's rights. So I'm like, even like, even like the men, not that they have like an excuse, you, you, you know, you may not understand whatever the case, but like the women, like, especially like POC women that I've seen that are legit, like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not voting for Biden because, you know, he's a racist and he's all these things, but I'm like, damn, but like, are you thoroughly understanding yeah, what like Trump and stand for when it comes to women's rights alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're not going to be able to like run and get Plan B anymore. <laughs> like, exactly, like, this is not going to be in drugstores. Like this is very, very real. I agree. Like I don't think people are understanding the magnitude of it, and like, like you were saying, Christelle, like. America's built on being like like overly optimistic and naive about things so I think that like people are always just going to go back to being like well we can always do something about it right and I don't think we're going to be able to do something about it so it feels like America is like it's almost like we're watching ourselves like fuck ourselves over and like we kind of like, it's, but it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's like, no. Like, <laughs> it's exactly that. Everyone's like, everyone like, <laughs> like, like, this is just the Kardashian episode. Oh my God, yeah. It's gonna get better. It's like, does anybody else feel like, like, this is a shit show and we it's should pop off? Like, you know, it's literally a joke. Like, last night, I mean, yeah, I was watching, like, like some shitty reality TV show, and then afterwards, like, the news popped up with my friend, and what's her face? Like, Donald's daughter was on there, the, like, oh. the one that looked like the, one of the white chicks, the Waynesboro's white, you know what I'm talking about? Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. <laughs> yes, like, I was just like, poor Tiffany. What the fuck is happening right now? Like, poor Tiffany. A reality <laughs> show, like, it's embarrassing and like makes me nauseous like it's it's a bad episode of black mirror like oh my god yeah black mirror it's so crazy i think it's also because i'm liz i'm like liz you like i'm like super into conspiracy theories oh my god me too well aquarius leo we're on the same page yeah <laughs> and i just think it's so interesting that there are so many movies that came out um you know in the past that literally truly resonate with everything that's going on you know like one of the movies that i rewatched not too long ago was like beaver vendetta Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've wanted to watch that, that. Like that movie. Like I know. Like when that movie first came back out in like the early two thousand. Like oh, this adult movie. Like not thoroughly really understanding like what the hell was even like being you know spoken about. But like yeah. watching it now, like that movie totally like hits different. It's like wait a minute. It it all hits different. Like I believe it now. I'm like, where are they getting these ideas from? Oh yeah, because like there's some truth in like everything. Like nothing's made up. All the sci-fi, like, like it's it's real. Like in some form. Like, what was that? Blade Runner. That shit's real. Like, <laughs> 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 like that's pretty much like um, the Matrix. Yeah. Oh Matrix. yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. 
highly, no, highly believe we live in the matrix. Even like Wally, like Wally's real. Like, oh yeah, Wally. <laughs> I mean, come true. on, he talks about like how fat we are as Americans. Yeah, exactly, like <laughs> overconsumption. Yeah. It's Disney. So Disney's like the first. Oh yeah. <laughs> it just, it just really like almost like it almost kind of like makes you think or like I know like sometimes the way like I thought about it, I'm like you know what like all of this was planned like this was this was this was gonna happen regardless and it also kind of just it's also scary because it's like um well damn what did like what what does the next 10 years look like like what what's gonna you know what is gonna come up in the next 10 years is there gonna be like another Ebola breakout that's like a lot bigger than the one that we had before, like the coronavirus, you know, I, like, I just, I don't, I don't even know, like, how did, like, do you guys feel like, I guess that you guys have any hope that, you know, there might be a turnaround for the future? I'm literally just following what Bill Gates is saying, because I'm like, he called it in the beginning and he says that there's not going to be anything until the end of next year. And I'm like, that's it. There's not going to be any vaccine that's going to reach like normal people until the end of next year. So I'm like, why don't we actually listen to what scientists are saying? Because our yeah. whole country like hasn't, and that's why we're here, you know? I think there was a few studies that um, like uh, the U.S. would get back to normal um, or, you know, as close to normal um, by summer 2021. That's, that's when you know, they foresee us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything sooner than that. Yeah. So I I'm like, like see that. that's helping me plan kind of. <laughs> like, okay. Priscilla planning my trip to Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just planning like a dual citizenship somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Seriously, like, do you, do you, do you, have you guys, like, really thought about that, just with the way, like, the election is going, and, like, you know, what potentially could happen, like, have you guys really thought about that? Yeah, I'm, like, dead serious, like, when this shit happened, I, like, went deep, and I was, like, and I'm, like, this is a time, like, get a house outside of America, like, like, buy property somewhere else, like, I just don't, I want to continue like working for this country and like working for like people of color within this country because like the fight's never gonna end. But at the same time, I do think it's smart that we all like have another option just in case, you know, like that we can go to. It's like survival almost. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I absolutely, I think that was like another thing too. So I don't know if you guys noticed like before, um, the coronavirus like really hit um, there were like a bunch of celebrities that were getting like all of these citizenships in Africa well I'm like well what do you guys know that like the rest of us you know don't know because like now you hear that conversation now um, with like the election coming up you know the stock market and all these things like dropping and going down and pe- like all these people are like like with New York in specific like a ton of people are leaving New York and you know like they're going elsewhere possibly even leaving the country yeah yeah a lot of um the black community is leaving here too they um at least in early pandemic obviously now like 
nobody wants Americans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like a lot of people went to like Sweden or Costa Rica and like a friend of mine was saying that she, she was moving to um, some random like Eastern European country. Uh, and I think after I realized that a lot of people that I knew were doing it, then I start I started to think about it. Um, but in a really weird way, like the past month I've been doing a lot of ancestral work. If anyone's ever like gone into that space, it's like really eye-opening, but also kind of scary is like that feeling that your ancestors already went through this shit and then you're doing it too is like not good for your family karma because you're repeating the same cycle instead of just like being here and like standing your ground and getting everything that you want like here um so I think like that kind of stuff um I'm definitely thinking about but it's um it's scary and to answer your question about like do I have hope and I think um yes and I have hope because I see a lot of people of color that have been really silent for so many years are finally speaking out and really fighting for the world that they want to live in. And that really makes, that like fuels my fire because I'm like, okay, we all want to change this shit. So I'm, I'm down to support. So that's kind of, um, that's like where I see myself the next five years. And like, I, I hope that, I hope that other people still have hope too, because we're all here for a reason. Like, fuck all those crazy white people. <laughs> they can go, <laughs> they can leave. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's actually, that's actually a good point that I didn't um, think about just about all the people, you know, that who have been silent, you know, for so long, but who are now coming out and, you know, really speaking out and, you know, doing things to help maintain the communities that we do have and improve them in any way that they can. Um, it just made me think about, um, I think it was like a group of friends. I think they're actually in Atlanta and they bought like 90 acres of like land. Wow. To, like built right at the, yeah. Um, That's so, awesome. It's, out, it's in Georgia. It's not yeah. Atlanta, but they, I think they are from this area for sure. Yeah, it's, it's the whole town, essentially. Yeah, so like they're basically kind of like building, um, or like the article that I read on them, they're basically building, um, you know, like a safe haven for Black people. And just, they said people of color in general. I'm like, that's... That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, that's, you know, that's really interesting. I was like, it's really actually smart to think about now, um, especially like in this climate when yeah. property is like dirt cheap at this point because everybody's kind of just up and leaving. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, um, it's, well, okay, to speak to the, the question of hope, I think that I've been finding hope in like my, in my industry. Um, like I like, and I think this is like everybody else, but I work in entertainment, but I'm also a consumer and I've appreciated having access to the storytelling that's being done now, you know, like mm -hmm. there, our stories are being told in so many different ways now and they're being told by us. And 
to be working in the industry and watching it happen at the same time, it's been giving me the fuel to be like, okay, like this doesn't have to be a lost cause. Like this can work eventually. Do I think it's going to change in a year or two? No, I don't. I think it's going to take longer than that, but I do think that it's, it's happening. And I think it's proof that it's happening because every day we're getting yeses in ways that we never had before. Um, Mm-hmm. And people's minds are changing. Like, yeah. like my dad is like, my dad um, came up in finance for 15 years. He now works for the government. He wears a tie every day. Um, and he was like one of the first people that told me I couldn't have tattoos and I couldn't have piercings and braids at work. And like, this is what I look like every day at at my job, at my set, you know? And to be able to do all the things he, he raised me to think weren't necessarily possible. And like, I had to go corporate and I couldn't be an entrepreneur and then show him that it's possible and be an example of the change that has been something that has made it easier for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, yeah. I resonated with that, but I'm sure I definitely went through that where my parents were like, um, don't, you know, do certain things in order to get into uh, corporate, keep your head down, like, don't talk back. I think that was another one because I always used to like speak up and I would get fired because <laughs> I was like, I've got fired from so many jobs. Um, but it was always like, because I knew in my heart that what I was doing was right and speaking up for like, marginalized voices within the company so I think that that's really cool to hear that from you especially Imani like that's a good conversation to have damn that would be like a whole (laughs) that would be like a whole session I feel like people could resonate with that no that's that's so true um what would you guys um say is like the one thing that you guys kind of either learned about yourself or just in general um with everything going on this year in specific of course like with the election covid and just the way the world is kind of spinning with like all the trauma i feel that even other countries are experiencing at this point i think it's forced me to think about more long-term goals and like what i'm doing like i want to build like in every area of my life. Like I want to build within like my career and like the relationships that I have. And like, like it's thinking about, I've just been thinking about like my entire like future and like how I want to progress like within the rest of my life. Like it's no longer, now that we have so much time to ourselves and like can be like a lot slower with our thoughts and like what we're thinking about, I, like want to put more meaning into what I'm doing and like having this time and space like allows me to put more meaning into like everything but it's also really challenging because you like challenge yourself with like literally everything that you do um but I think it's good because our our world was just moving so fast and COVID has allowed a lot of like the Black Lives Matter movement wouldn't have been this huge had COVID not happened. So I think like 
with those hand in hand, it has allowed like a lot of um, different important issues to come to the forefront and for all of us to like think more long-term. Like maybe Netflix would have done a Black Lives Matter section for like a month and then like forgot about it. But I think now they're actually being forced to like think of like integrate that programming within like their company for the future because people are going to hold them accountable for like the next couple of years, especially. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I will definitely speak to, I think, and, and Angie, you can comment on this. I think that this has also given, I know as a woman of color, this time has given me a chance to also understand my worth as an individual and also like my worth as a woman of color, like as a consumer, as an entertainer, as an entrepreneur, like black women are dominating and we've been doing that. But at the same time, I think we weren't really allowed necessarily before we weren't necessarily allowing ourselves to kind of big up ourselves or like, you know, talk about what we're capable of doing. And now we're in a space where women are, women are tired. Women are, we're, we've, we've been doing the jobs. We've been doing it for them for years. And now women are saying, you know what? It's, it really doesn't matter if you don't like anything that I do, because I know that I'm great at whatever I do and you're going to need me anyway. Um, And that's been beautiful because I've seen it affect women older than me. I've seen it affect girls under me. Um, I've seen it affect people, you know, who don't care and people who have always cared about the direction of our community and, that makes me feel like we have a chance, you know? Like that makes me feel like it's not all for nothing. And I think that's all that really matters. True. No, yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with that. I, I will say no, um, this year for me, it just, I was just, I feel like I was able to like refocus. Like, I mean, I feel like this year has been hectic for everybody, but like being out of work and kind of like being home, it was like, you kind of like figure out how to work in chaos, but also to a point where you're cut, you're learning about yourself and like speaking to what, you know, Amani, to what you were saying, just kind of knowing that like you deserve better and you're capable of so much more and just not really, not even, not just not settling. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that was like the biggest thing for me, um, even just like for me, like taking on more, um, more things like at you know at my job and it was just like you know i you know i understand but you know like not settling yeah exactly like just not i i've had some of the most awkward awkward conversations this year because i was like you know what i this what we're doing right now doesn't work for me anymore like and I'm not gonna go through 2020 after all I've been through it's really nothing else at this point to lose anything else so it's like if it's not working for me I'm just not doing it anymore like I just I can't I can't I I don't know what else to do (laughs) because it's like for all this time some of us have literally been trying to be a certain way in order to survive just to find out that it really doesn't matter sometimes like Sometimes it just is what it is and the world is going to be the way that it is. So it's like, why would I change myself 
if it it doesn't really matter like why what am i doing it for there's no reason yeah yeah agreed i feel that really really hard um and yeah i i think that that i resonate with that really deeply um mostly because throughout my career i always felt like i had to adapt to situations instead of understanding that it should be the other way around um and now that i know that when i walk into a room i feel like this is who i am and where i represent and what i believe in and if you don't like it then it wasn't meant to be just you know i shouldn't i shouldn't force myself um to be in a space that is not nurturing and welcoming and also i'd much rather support um people of color that actually share my ideas about the future and help them build on stuff because otherwise i'm just dedicating all of my energy and talents to people that don't actually give a fuck about me <laughs> so um you know yeah um so yeah. that's why it's really cool i'm really grateful that um i get to be part of conversations like this because i think they're really important and they help all of us understand like what we want to yeah no yeah absolutely i think you know one of like the key things that you said even you know just as we're speaking about the election and the coronavirus and you know all these things that are going on you know women's rights um just just the fact that we're all even though like not a lot of us you know like we don't have hope with what could you know potentially happen with the future or you know some of us do um but just the idea like you said of being able to adapt and kind of you know make it um work for you which is really i feel like what it's going to be like um for everybody you know moving forward after you know this election um in a few weeks is really just kind of like a learning to adapt how we've been doing it possibly at a faster rate than you know what a lot of us are you know like accustomed to but i think that's actually like a really key thing um and also like even just pairing being able to adapt with just you know having that hope that it'll be better somehow in the future regardless of if we know what's going you know what's going to happen or not I'm also curious um cuz I don't I I feel like I've had this conversation with a couple other women and I would I I like to ask this like how have you guys been choosing to like lean into yourselves or like trying new things or if it's maybe you're like implicating more self-care into your you know schedule like what have you been doing to like take care of yourself with everything despite everything um i would say i guess for me Um I'm typically someone who I could totally shut down. Like I I could totally shut down like it cuz I just can't even think past go. Um and like oddly enough I used to feel like that was myself cuz I'm like oh I'm just you know I'm going to shut down for a little bit not really like be bothered but like then it also becomes like a bad habit of like you're shutting down but you're not really thinking about anything or like how to really improve your thoughts. 
Um, so, like, for me, like, you know, me and Litsy spoke about this even before, just, like, going to, you know, work out, making sure you're kind of taking those days off from work to really just be by yourself. Because I think one of the most important things is you have to be comfortable with kind of, like, having your alone time. And, you know, just kind of, like, being still and being silent and, you know, giving yourself to just, you know, think about things that are, like, going on. So, I would, yeah, I would say that would that would kind of be, like, my... And, I mean, just still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, realistically, it's like you're still just figuring it out because... Yeah. What works... You're still processing every day. Exactly. Like, what worked for me last month, I may not be strong enough for this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm kind of similar to that, I think. Like, I moved in by myself during the pandemic, and that was, like, really hard for me because I've always been, like, around people, and then going, um, like, moving in by myself was, like, learning how to do everything on your own. You know, you got to feed yourself, like, you got to, like, work out on your own, you got to, like, wake yourself up, and you got to get to the desk, like, on time to, like um get to work so learning how to self-care in that way was really difficult for me but I think I'm still trying to figure it out as well I think the main thing though like I feel it in my body when something's like messing with like when something's like not supposed to be you know within the balance of what I'm doing like I left this job that I was doing and I felt like contracted like when I was doing the job and I was like, dude, I just, I feel like I can't breathe. And once that gig was over, like I felt like weight was lifted from me because I knew, and I knew when I took it too, I was, when I said, yes, I was like, I don't know. It wasn't like a hell yes. And then it just ended up not being fulfilling at all, at all. And so I think learning from the lessons, are like loud during this year for me especially like they only have to happen once and it's like very very loud so I'm like learning to write those down remember it so that I don't repeat those again yeah absolutely. I think Chris left yeah she just wrote um she's like speaking of (laughs) (laughs) self-care nice and so I mean that was pretty much kind of you know basis of like you know the questions that we wanted to talk about just to kind of get a feel for you know everybody's thoughts um because obviously you know like we all know how we individually think but to hear how other people think about what's going on um is really important and like you guys said it's kind of like a therapy session for everybody um especially because typically like not a lot of people sometimes even want to talk about it because they're just like i'm so tired of hearing about it like i don't really want to even talk about it anymore yeah, that's so true. Like, I feel like I haven't had these conversations with people close to me anymore because we're kind of, like, burnt out But it was, like, refreshing to talk to other people that were, like, super relatable. Yeah. Same. Yeah, like, I know yeah, the comments I have about it are, like, memes being sent. Like, nothing is really serious. Ah, right. <laughs> so it is. But, like, you got to have to bring, you know, some type of light to it. But, like, you know, we definitely really appreciated, you know, you guys joining us to have, um you know conversation with us um because I know like I said you know me and Lisa we've had this conversation so many times but you know we always just wondered what it you know how other people felt because you know like we know how we feel about it but you know 
again, how do other people look at it? What are their thoughts? What are their experiences? Um, Cause like, obviously like yeah. we're all kind of like all over the U S kind of, and like, you know, been traveling, coming from different places. So the experience and, you know, the mindset is going to be different, sometimes the same, but still, you know, yeah. just able to connect. Yeah. It feels supportive too, because like sometimes you just go through it alone every day and you're just like working through it on your own, but to have like things like this is nice. Cause right. yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. But of course, thank you guys so much again. Yeah. Um, you know, for of course, you know, taking the time out, have a little therapy session about the way the world is crumbling right now. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, much I mean, if you guys, you know, had anything else that you wanted to mention or questions you guys wanted to ask or anything, or not, no pressure. No, like just keep in touch. I'm always down to talk and love seeing women come together and just be ourselves. So right. I'm always, I'm always around. I'll drop my um my Instagram in here. Yeah. It's hello, mommy. It's super easy, but I'll put it. I'll put cool. it. Sounds good. Right. Nice meeting you guys. Me Thank too. You. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. Good night. Bye. See ya. See ya.